Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX. I'm joined by my va- ma- my mayor of Coors Field, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Struggling to breathe out here, Derek. I need yeah. I need I need sea level yeah, air in my life again. Yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 makes even the strongest man weak. Ask most professional athletes. But uh, first comment coming in from Motion said, "Why is the ump so bad, Jesse? There were a lot of things that were bad today, and we're going to address. We're gonna we're gonna take responsibility and place blame where blame should be placed, of course. But uh, home plate umpire today was very bad, and to be honest." In, in a lot of key situations where Ryan Nelson and other Diamondbacks pitchers kind of gave up some big runs, uh, they did occur after some of these atrocious uh, calls, non-calls, uh, just bad bad umpiring. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, I, I do think that there were missed calls both directions, but like you said, there were some key situations where uh, where calls definitely impacted this game for the D-backs, right? I think uh, Charlie Blackman... Um, had a three-two count at one point. What looked like strike three was was called a ball. That one, that one was borderline. It, it wasn't obvious or anything. Uh, there was another another pitch that um, that Ryan Nelson really dotted on the lower inside corner against Mike oh, Mustakis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that didn't result in a walk, but it should have been a strikeout. Mike Mustakis hit an, an RBI ground out on on the next play. So. I mean, I think honestly, that was maybe the least of Ryan Nelson's problems today. Or I mean, Very true. It, it was a problem that I mean, I'm sure it it did make a difference. Um, but he just wasn't he just wasn't effective in this outing. He left a lot of breaking pitches, in particular, right over the middle of the plate. And uh, you know, we've talked about this Rockies offense not being the best, uh, but these are still big league hitters, and they're still able to punish those kinds of mistakes. Uh, there was a comment about getting your ass kicked by the last place team. Look, sometimes let's be honest, you're going to get your ass kicked by any team in baseball. It's, it's baseball. Uh, uh, luckily, there is no uh, aggregate scoring, so none of the runs the Rockies scored co- carry over to any of the other games uh, for the Diamondbacks. So that's that's good for them. But uh, Ryan Nelson, not good today. Four innings pitch, nine hits, six earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. He had that 30, 32 pitch third uh, inning that pretty much just spelled disaster for him. Uh, it's much like what we saw from Dre Jamison in his one inning outing where he had a 41 pitch first inning. Like there's just uh, there, there's 
no end in sight sometimes for these youngsters when they're getting in themselves into trouble. And to be honest, neither neither of them have looked very good as of late uh, compared to what we saw of them last season. Yeah, I mean, the D-backs came into this year really relying on, on you know, not just Nelson and, and Jameson, but also Tommy Henry. We weren't sure at the beginning of the year exactly how, uh, you know, how much playing time each of those guys would get and when it would come. But you kind of knew it was going to just the nature of, of the season. And we've already seen that with Madison Bumgarner now no longer in the organization, uh, as well as Zach Davies getting hurt. You're going to you're going to burn through some some extra arms in your rotation. And yeah. so far for the D-backs, none of these guys have, have really been good at all at this point. Uh, and specifically Ryan Nelson over the last three starts, it is it is not looked good for him whatsoever. I think he's allowed 23 hits in, in 14 and two-thirds innings over his last three starts. And over the last two in particular, he's allowed 20 hits. Uh, and those, those outings, of course, coming against the Royals at, at home and then the Rockies. And granted, it's a very hitter-friendly environment here, but he's just not really fooling anyone at, at this point. And um, you know, you can, you can throw 95, you can have some pretty decent stuff. And these, these things can still happen if you're not putting it where you want it to. We have your tweet, Jesse, about Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, and Tommy Henry and what their numbers have looked like in their combined 11 starts and things aren't, aren't great. Aren't, aren't great. They, they are not. Uh, yeah. 49 in the third innings from Nelson, Jameson, and Henry. These are only starts so this doesn't include Jamison's uh, innings in the bullpen which of course were, were quite good uh, but yeah 49 in the third innings over 11 starts for those three guys a 6-2-0 ERA a 1-6-0 whip um, they're not really striking guys out either 5.7 Ks per nine 3.8 walks per nine that's a little high those three guys were were x-factors uh, in some way coming into the season you didn't need all of them to be mid-rotation starters you didn't need all of them to even be you know, big time, you know, producers in, in the big leagues, the D-backs didn't necessarily, you know, they put themselves in position with enough rotation depth where they could get by if one of those guys struggled or whatnot. But so far, all three of those guys have, have struggled in the rotation and it's put the D-backs in a tough position where it feels like when Zach Gallen or Merrill Kelly is on the mound, you're in a pretty good spot. And when anyone else is on the mound, things, uh, things aren't going so well. Yeah, and you actually had another tweet about that exact topic, essentially. Uh, Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly in their 12 starts have been outstanding. 70 innings pitch, 2.57 ERA, 1.01 whip, uh, three walks uh, per nine innings, 10.4 strikeouts. Jeez, per nine innings. And not only that, but you also have to factor in here that both of them had slow starts, right? So yeah. this is just, <laughs> really, it's just been their their starts have late their last you know, probably six starts, uh, you know, combined between them have been the really stellar ones. Zach Gallon, probably a little bit fewer, a little bit more than that. But Merrill Kelly has really come online. He had a great start in game one of this season or of this series. But uh, all other Diamondbacks p starting pitchers, uh, not great, not great. And again, even that number is impacted there by, uh, you know, a, a, a good start or two there from from a few of these guys. It's so, yeah, when I was compiling these numbers, my mind was kind of blown as I went. But yeah, it occurred to me outside of Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, the D backs have not had any productive starting pitchers. Uh, Zach Davies, even in his, you know, two starts before he went down with the oblique injury, he wasn't good. I mean, he had an ERA of almost six, he had six yeah. walks and in, in nine and a third innings or something like that. 
Uh, obviously, it was a, a super small sample for him, but he wasn't great. Tommy Henry hasn't been great. Jay Jamison was sent down because he wasn't good in the rotation. Ryan Nelson's had three really rough starts in a row. And then, you know, some guy named Madison Bumgarner also opened the year making starts for this team. And, and yeah, it's tough. I, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, that, you know, anytime any of those guys have pitched, the D backs have been losing all those games. Impressively, I believe they're actually eight and nine in those 17 games that have been started <laughs> by pitchers outside of Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly. So the offense has come through, you know, they've been good in clutch situations, they've, they've been able to win games. But I think we all know that in the long term, you can't have, you know, two of your starters doing all the heavy lifting and everyone else putting up, you know, an ERA of, of six or seven or whatever it may be. It's it's not sustainable. It's something that's going to have to improve for the D-backs to get to where they want to get to. Uh, but in today's game in particular, it wasn't just Ryan Nelson that struggled pitching. Uh, you know, we've talked about the bullpen being very good and, and entering today's game. The bullpen actually had not given up an earned run in this series. Uh, but that's when Peter Solomon stopped in, who uh, I imagine is going to be a candidate to uh, be sent down once the Diamondbacks potentially make uh, one of these moves that that we might see them make here soon. Um, but Peter Solomon today, two and a third innings, innings pitch, seven hits, six earned runs, two walks, one strikeout. Uh, he's given up 18 earned runs now in 13 and a third innings pitched in five games. Uh, just not not good. And I mean, I know that. Tori Lovello has not used him in high leverage situations. A lot of times Peter Solomon kind of gets put into games that it seems like are out of reach or the Diamondbacks have yeah. kind of waved the white flag on a bit, but uh, he really doesn't show signs of improvement today being probably his worst outing, even though he just kind of had to stick it out and stay out there and, and eat those innings. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really, like you said, he the D-backs, I don't know if they've lost even one game because of Peter Solomon directly. A lot of these games that he's entered in were, were clunkers by other starters or you know, injuries or, or whatnot. So, yeah, I don't think Peter Solomon has really cost the Diamondbacks any games. But, yeah, even, even guys coming in in low-leverage situations, you still want them to be, you know, league average or, like, at least keep the game – you know, keep your team in the game, at least give your team some semblance of a shot. He hasn't really done that so far. I don't, I, I think he, he's probably the least of the Diamondbacks concerns right now, just because uh, is, is on the pitching side. I think their, their starting rotation is, is more what the issue has been than for sure uh, than for anything sure. else. But yeah, I mean, he clearly has struggled in his time in the big leagues. And uh, even though he's pitching in lower leverage situations, there does come a point when it's like, okay, there's still a bar that you have to reach as a long reliever pitching in those situations. And I wouldn't be too shocked if the D-backs sometime soon decide that they want to go a different direction with that spot. I'm just saying the Diamondbacks lost today 12 to four, which I know is, you know, uh, obviously an, an, an ass kicking, but uh, you know, if, if the bullpen holds it together a little closer, it's a six to four game. Yeah. It is a game in Colorado. The Diamondbacks have been able to put up more than six runs so far in the other two games. So it's like once, once the bullpen kind of let it get out of reach, it was officially out of reach. Solomon has a 12.15 ERA, just, just ineffective. Right. Um, but there were a lot of bad things. Paven Smith, flat out terrible in right field today. Talk about missing Corbin Carroll. Talk about missing Jake McCarthy and some of the other talented outfielders this team has had. Uh, Paven did not look good. I think he answered the question as to why we don't see more Paven Smith uh, in the outfield for this team. 
it's crazy to think back to a couple of years ago when Paven Smith was actually playing a lot of center field for the Diamondbacks, yes. right? Yes, uh, crazy. They have, Absolutely they have come, crazy. They've come a long way in terms of <laughs> their their depth defensively in the outfield. But yeah, in these games, which the D-backs might have a few of them now, especially with uh, Corbin Carroll not available, at least for the time being, they might have some games where you got Gurriel in left and you've got Paven Smith in right. And and it's tough. I mean, it's not it's not anywhere near the caliber of of defensive outfield that we're used to seeing uh, over the last year, year and a half. Yeah. But he hasn't played there much. Right. I mean, since since the call up, uh, the D-backs have only started Pavin once in right field. I believe this was his second. He's played a few innings here and there out there in, in other games. But I, I think he'll with time, you know, I think I think he'll improve. And Coors Field is also tough. You know, the ball obviously flies farther than you're expecting it to. And uh, Pavin a number of times started uh, started going up when, in fact, the ball was flying like 20 feet over his head. So I'm sure there's some, you know, some difficulties with Coors Field in particular. But Pavin Smith has never been a terrific defensive outfielder, even in a corner. It's still, you know, you're looking for average or more likely you're probably going to get a little bit below average defense out there. And we definitely saw that today. Gabriel Ferreira says our depth is being tested early, which is very accurate. Uh, and that is why today we saw the very exciting debut of Dominic Fletcher uh, being called up, making his debut from uh, AAA Reno. Dominic Fletcher is one of the surplus left-handed outfielders that the Diamondbacks have that is very talented and has been doing well in the minor leagues, but really hasn't had an opportunity to play much due to you know the stacked outfield that the Diamondbacks have had. Uh, and he, of course, doubled in his first big league at bat, which is just a, a, an incredible thing to see. Uh, incredible, incredible confidence boost and, you know, starting things off on the right foot. He almost went two for two, smoke one up the middle that the defense had to make a pretty uh, exceptional play on to end the game. Um, but very exciting to see Fletch uh, up in the lineup and, and playing in today's game. He's a good prospect. I mean, uh, like we've said in the past on a lot of other teams, Dominic Fletcher is an everyday player, right? He might even be playing center field for some teams if, if he was in another organization. Yeah. The D-backs just have so many outfielders as it is that it, it's a little bit hard to get him time out there. Uh, I wasn't super surprised that he, he didn't start the game today. Uh, he, as I think we're going to show in, in a video a little bit later on, he, he did not get much sleep last night. This he was a very, a very quick turnaround <laughs> for him. Uh, he got so the he, call. Let's, let's show that right now. Uh, sure. Damon, let's show. He got the call last night. And this was, uh, this was basically how his evening went, getting his uh, call up to the major leagues. Were you able to get any sleep last night at all? <laughs> Maybe one hour. <laughs> um, pretty early wake-up call this morning. So uh, probably got an hour and maybe 30 minutes on the plane. What time was your flight? Uh, 5 a.m. Yeah, so I probably I woke up at 2.45 um, <laughs> after, after about an hour. And then it uh, wrapped it up. Panda Express was your celebratory meal last night. So I was I, I had just picked it up uh, previous to to getting the call. So uh, yeah, shout out to Panda Express. <laughs> shout out to Panda shout Express. Out to Express. Max is going to kill us for that one, uh, Jesse. I know that. But imagine you're standing in line and Panda Express, uh, and the gentleman in front of you gets the call that he's being. Uh, called up to the major leagues, right, right in front of your eyes. What a moment to share with him! Should you be in the restaurant at the same time as that happening? But uh, yeah, everybody, uh, Gabriel, beautiful man, beautiful hair. Yep, he fits right in as far as that goes. 
Uh, and like, imagine playing in your first major league baseball game after getting one hour, maybe one hour and 45 minutes of sleep, Jesse. Yeah, it, it would have, it would have felt just cruel to have him start this game. Right. I mean, he, Oh yeah. When, oh, we, yeah. Talked, <laughs> when we talked with him in the clubhouse today, he had literally arrived at the ballpark like 30 minutes before we were talking to him. That was at like 10 30 this morning. Um, so yeah, sort of a hectic day for him. Obviously the Rockies also had a lefty on the mound, so it wouldn't have necessarily made sense matchup wise either. Uh, my guess, although Tori Lavello didn't say this, but my guess is you'll see Fletch start on Tuesday, uh, against the Rangers. It looks like the, uh, Rangers have Jonathan Gray lined up to make that start. So that would make a little bit more sense than, you know, having him start against a lefty on one hour of sleep, but he is, he is a good defensive outfielder. He is very much more. Uh, like you said, the the backs kind of have a type, right? He sort of he sort of checks all the boxes, right? He's quick, left-handed, good he's looking, quick, he's short, left, he's fast, hair. plays good defense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and and I, it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know if Fletcher is necessarily an everyday player in in this league. Some people view him as more of a fourth outfielder, but he also totally could be. You know, I mean, we see prospects all the time come up and. And, you know, you realize pretty quickly that they're a little bit more than what you maybe expected them to be. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how long he's here and how much playing time he gets. Obviously, that kind of hinges on on Corbin Carroll and, and what the future holds there. But should be fun to watch him while he's while he's here. Uh, Andrew in the comments asked what the hell happened to our red unis on Sunday. Did the uniform department forgot they exist? Uh, I don't know what's going on. They're, they're very chaotic with their uniforms this year. They They've been all over the place. So we have no idea what they're doing at times anymore. But, uh, what we do know, uh, we know what Emmanuel Rivera is doing at times and that's hitting the goddamn baseball. Uh, the man is still hitting 500 and he is the pride of the Island of Puerto Rico at this point. Uh, and I will forever, uh, stand him from our account uh, as we've been known to do. Uh, but Christian Walker, another very important piece for the Arizona Diamondbacks offensively to get back on track, actually is our king snake for this series. Uh, Christian Walker went 385 with four RBI and one home run. Uh, toss up between him and Perdomo because Perdomo continues to be our risk king. But uh, great to see Walker uh, getting things back on track. Uh, that it's it's big for this team. He's such a big part of their offense, and especially if he can start hitting those dingers consistently again, like he was last year. Nothing helps break a break a, a tough stretch at the plate like a trip to Coors Field, right? So, That's right. That's right. <laughs> all, the ballpark delivered, and so did Christian Walker. I think uh, his home run yesterday was a little bit on the edge. I don't know if that was actually. I think it was very much a Coors Field home run, if I'm remembering correctly. I think the XBA on that was like 070 or something. Uh, but nonetheless, it was still a good swing, and, and you are starting to see Christian Walker piece together better at bats. Uh, he and, and Lourdes Gurriel, another guy that comes to mind, is is guys who haven't really gotten going offensively yet this season. And obviously, they're both really big parts of this offense. So hopefully it continues for Christian. Despite the results of today's game, the Arizona Diamondbacks did win the series uh, two games to three. Uh, they take another series, uh, of two, course. Two games, to, two games to one. Two, 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 two games, games to one. one. Excuse me. Three. Two out of yeah. three. Sorry. Sorry. Words are hard, Jesse. You know that. Um, I've told you when you pick on me, uh, English is my second language and it could be considered a hate crime. I'm just trying to warn you. But uh, purple hair, Derek, on the way. I think we're going to make that happen tomorrow. So 
Uh, stay tuned Ooh, for that. Are we? Are we? Is uh, that is is mailbag see. is mailbag Monday being turned into dye Derek's hair purple? Dye Derek hair. We have an off day tomorrow. We know we don't know what to do with ourselves on off days. We've we've covered that already, so we might just dye Derek's hair on the off day. So we'll see what's happening. But Diamondbacks are off tomorrow. Uh, they did wear their Suns gear in support of the Suns. Maybe they stole the Suns mojo in Colorado. I don't know exactly what happened things did not go well for the, our phoenix suns but uh they did go well for for the diamondbacks here's some shots uh some video jesse took of the the, of the suns or the diamondbacks rocking their suns gear let's take a look at that Oh man, Jesse, that makes me so jealous. You know how hard I had to work to get my Kevin Durant jersey, and Merrill Kelly just gets <laughs> given one by the by the Suns. Look at that; it's beautiful. Well, I, I don't like I this do. whole meeting at the. I don't like this. I don't. I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this sportsmanship. I'm I'm too petty um, for this right here, to be honest. It was so. First of all, it should be noted that Merrill Kelly and Kyle Freeland were teammates on Team USA in the World Baseball Classic just a few months ago. Okay. So I, when I first saw them like meeting up and. You know, they they looked like they clearly knew each other pretty well. I was very confused Fine. for a second. But, yes, it, it all makes sense when you consider that. But that Kevin Durant jersey, uh, the Diamondbacks got from from the Suns. I'm told it's it's an authentic, whatever that means, an authentic Kevin Durant jersey. Whatever that um, means, Jesse. Well, I mean, like, does that mean, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's game-worn, right? Correct. Like, like Correct. in my mind, It does not look like it would fit Kevin means. Durant, but I don't know. Kevin Durant's very slim, so, I mean, it might be. I think it just means authentic down. It has all the patches. Sure. Uh, it's like, know, like, it is, all, like, all it patches. is the type of jersey that Kevin Durant would wear, right, even if he's right, not right. actually, actually worn it. But what I do have to make clear, we posted a picture on Twitter yesterday of Tori Lovello wearing a very similar looking kevin durant jersey and one. uh it was actually the same one yeah they were just it. passing around that jersey it. from person to person so they don't all have kevin durant jerseys uh good but yeah it was uh it was kind of a kind of a fun moment um before yesterday's game seeing kyle freeland and merrill kelly do their thing even if i don't know things didn't go so well for the suns there so no. maybe maybe they shouldn't have done no. that but maybe they shouldn't have done that <laughs> i don't know but uh do you have any updates on kevin durant's favorite player corbin carroll i think you spoke to him before the game today yeah we did speak to corbin carroll before the game uh he talked about how it hurt <laughs> that was his uh, first <laughs> comment uh yeah. you know uh, but yeah, he, he expanded on that a little bit more and, and said that he was trying to stay in the game, which is something we also heard from Tori Lovello, mm -hmm. uh, last night. Uh, but he was in, in a decent amount of pain and, and he understood where Tori was coming from and trying to get him out of the game. Um, but we actually, st we stole your video from your short. Oh, so Damon, let's, there you go. let's take a look at what Corbin Carroll had to say about hurting his knee. Just hurt. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, I was kind of vouching to stay in the game but I think you know Tori kind of was protecting me and um, got me out of there and you know so appreciative of, of him for, for doing that and uh, you know it it hurt but I didn't I didn't feel anything pop I didn't feel anything I mean it just it felt like I hit a, a wall really hard right and so it doesn't feel great but it wasn't you know incredibly concerned we've seen Tori do a good job of of 
looking after his guys and mostly going out there and convincing his guys at times when he needs to, that they need to leave the game just as a precautionary me- measure. Right. Um, we saw it, I think it was with Jose Herrera when there was a potential concussion situation. And again, yeah. it was just, it was just Tori doing a good job of managing and making sure the guys you're, you're, you can never trust an athlete to take themselves out of a game. They're just, they're just too competitive at times to do that. And they're not, uh, they're not always going to make the right decision. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of pro athletes is, you know, you kind of have to convince them like, no, don't, don't do this to yourself. Like we should, are you hurt? Are you injured? You know, that kind yeah. of thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I also, it would have been really weird. Like even if it, even if it would have been totally fine from what the trainers discovered to leave Corbin Carroll out there, it's a little odd to have a guy like on the ground for that long and have the game pause for that long. And then Corbin Carroll just stays at <laughs> the game. You know what? I'm fine. Uh, I'm just going to stay <laughs> The optics of that would have been, would have been a little weird, but I mean, we know Corbin Carroll is, one of the toughest people in this clubhouse. I don't think there's really any question about that. So, you know, even injuries that don't necessarily, you know, aren't serious, which, which they still hope this is not, um, you know, you can still be in, in a considerable amount of pain. And Tori did say after the game today that Corbin Carroll will have a precautionary, I believe it would be an MRI tomorrow in Texas. So they're not sending him back to Arizona. They're just having him travel with them uh, to Texas for this Ranger series. But as a precaution, uh, he is going to have an MRI on the knee just to make sure. Well, tomorrow, as we mentioned, is an off day for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So if you need to go figure out something to do with your time, golf is always a great option. And our friends from Pins and Aces have you covered with all of their wonderful apparel. Uh, we also have our Keeping It 100 golf tournament at Dobson Ranch on May 26th coming up there. Pins and Aces will be there. There will be prizes. There will be so much more. They have a Phoenix polo shirt that they have designed specifically for us that is incredible and i will burn this fucking place to the ground if i do not get one i'm just putting that out there right now because it's that good uh check out our friends at the big drive energy wherever you get your podcast if you enjoy uh golf and want a golfing podcast to add to your life but pins and aces make amazing polos hats golf bags uh even a beer sleeve uh an innovative product that allows you meaning me uh to store seven beers right inside my golf bag and keep them cold the entire round so uh check them out at pinsandaces.com use code phnx to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com uh they have a wonderful variety of shirts pattern shirts right up Derek's alley so make sure to check that out uh, and of course also uh check out our friends at bet mgm it is the fish official sports betting partner of phnx and we have all sorts of fun planned at the uh, bet mgm uh sports book out at the uh, state farm stadium we had our away watch party with the phoenix suns things didn't go well but if you were out there you probably still had yourself a great time we will be having suns away uh, playoff watch parties the entire playoffs and hopefully for a very long time uh, and they will be presented by neutral we'll have happy hour pricing six dollar rally of the valley margaritas and more wonderful food sports book amenities you can uh I, I don't know i don't know if you guys are like me but betting on the app is great it's fun but it's just there's just something wonderful about getting that little piece of paper in your hand so make sure uh, to check out the bet mgm sportsbook if you haven't signed up for bet mgm yet use bonus code phnx there's a few different offers betting on where you live but for our arizona audience you will get up to a hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with bet mgm again make sure you use bonus code phnx check out the show notes for full details and now listen to shane talk about the disclaimer 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure to do so uh, there and also on your favorite audio podcasting app as well. Sign up for notifications on YouTube. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Uh, leave us a thumbs up. We always appreciate knowing you guys are here and you're enjoying the show. Uh, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast at. That way we get the feedback and can do whatever we can to make sure that Jesse does a better job right? Because he doesn't do enough around here. He's out in Denver. He's just he's just out there gallivanting around with his reporter friends. He's got Patrick Lyons back there doing run-ins in the middle of our show. Uh, but anyway, uh, we thank you guys again so much for being here. Also, uh, join us for our takeover events all year long. We are going to be out at Chase Field with you guys once per month until the end of the season. Uh, we have five events left. Uh, there'll be pregame meetup access as well as that PHNX It's Always Sunny shirt. So make sure to check that out uh, in the show notes. Go to Eventbrite. Here are our remaining games. We got Giants, Braves, Cardinals, Padres, Rockies. Solid lineup there left. A lot of NLS teams uh, left on the schedule. And make sure to just come have fun with me and Jesse. We're clearing our schedule. Uh, we messed up that first game. We did a post-game show the same night as the takeover event. Not a great idea. Uh, so we want to make sure that we spend as much time with you guys. Uh, we'll probably be doing pregame show on those nights. So come on out to the ballpark, hang out with us. Uh, Jesse is hanging out with Girth. I don't. I know wish I was. I wish I was hanging out with Girth. Yeah, Girth you two ho- mixing Girth's it up. Girth's hotel is literally like I think it's within walking distance of Coors Field. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, your 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 staying your facility where you're staying is not so close. Not so close. No. <laughs> and I, and you know, you know how baseball is. I wind up waltzing out of here at about midnight every night. So suffice it to say, our our schedules haven't really worked out so yeah, far. Yeah, but, I understand. Uh, yeah. But uh, we do have some numbers from this series that have uh, end up looking much closer than they should after today's game because uh, the Rockies really put it on the Diamondbacks. But this was a much more one sided affair coming into today, especially with the relief pitching that, like I said, had a zero. Earn, zero earned runs uh, before today, but uh, after those six earned runs given up uh, there by Peter Solomon, uh, the earn, relief pitching ERA looking a bit more like Colorado's uh, and the starting pitching ERA fairly similar as well. Just always interesting, Jesse. This is baseball right here. No matter one team having more runs, one team having more hits, sometimes it doesn't even matter. I mean, you, you could look at this score and, and Rockies could have won two of these games with the way that, that games go in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, what, 20-5? to D-backs had outscored the Rockies, I think, 20-5 to in those first two games in the series. Correct. And now you're yeah. looking at 24-17, to which is still, I mean, you know, I, the D-backs outplayed the Rockies. They won two out of three. But it does feel a little bit like that Royal series where you kind of feel like you left something on the table. Not necessarily the D-backs, like, needed to sweep this series or it's egregious that they didn't sweep the series. You'll certainly take winning two out of three, but... But, like, in total, did the D-backs make it clear that they are a significantly better team than the Rockies? Like, I, I don't know if they did that. It, today was just so yeah. ugly that it's it was hard, even despite the first two games going the way they did, you didn't necessarily come away with that feeling. So, 
even though they're four and two in these six games against the Royals and the Rockies, I still think they they haven't really played as well in these games as you would hope they would. And when we talk about the Diamondbacks not getting the same recognition, the teams that are doing incredible things right now, like the Pirates and the Rays are doing, that's kind of the reason. It's it's not to say that the Diamondbacks aren't doing well. It's not to say they that they aren't winning their share of series. Uh, they've they've pretty much avoided losing the majority of their series, which is a good thing. But they just don't they don't have that ability at times to finish. They don't have that ability to keep their foot on the pedal for an entire three game series, four game series, whatever the case may be. It really did feel like this was a case where it's kind of a letdown for them because I feel like they they were probably riding pretty high, and I, I imagine it's kind of hard to 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 have too much confidence after you got smacked down like this in the final game of the series, despite winning two out of three, right? But I, I don't want to be super negative about it. I do want to say that the Diamondbacks have been getting they they've been doing things better. Obviously, uh, hitting with runners in scoring position, they're doing a better job there. Uh, they out they they had more walks than the Rockies, which again is a big reason, a big part of their success. Another reason why they were able to take two out of three here. Uh, but Merrill Kelly was just absolutely outstanding again in Game One of this series. Uh, six innings pitch, six hits, one earned run, one walk, five strikeouts. And I know we said that this team can't necessarily be a playoff team if it's just Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen towing towing the line. But it's very very good to see that their number one and number two guys locked in the way they are right now uh even if it's even if you want to add the caveat that it was a bad team because this bad team hung up 12 runs today on the d-backs yeah what's funny is that every i mean zach gallon and merrill kelly are both really on a roll right now especially zach gallon but merrill kelly has also pitched pretty well of late those two guys consistently after every start no matter how good it is are saying that they didn't feel very good uh and that was true of merrill kelly on friday six innings one run only one walk and five strikeouts, like you said. After the game, we're talking to Merrill, and he's like, I didn't really feel good at all out there. Like, you know, the stuff doesn't feel good. You know, I, I don't feel yeah. like I've really hit my stride. Uh, and, yeah, I guess that's encouraging in, in some ways. I do think there's another level that, that Merrill can reach. Uh, he also talked with us on Friday, as, as well as Tori Lovello, about a conversation uh, that, that those two had together about, some of Merrill's recent starts and and the fact that he's been walking a lot of guys late in starts. And that's been a consistent issue for him, even though the ERA has stayed pretty nice the entire season. He's had some starts end in pretty ugly fashion multiple times because the walks just kind of pile up. You leave some guys on base, relievers come in, you know, with a lot of pressure on them. And, and then, you know, some of those things haven't, haven't ended so well. So, yeah, they had a conversation about Merrill's tendency to walk guys later at outings, and Tori basically told him, like, hey, this is where we're at. Uh, we recognize that this is a problem, and we want to make it clear that this is a problem. And Tori said it was something he was going to be watching uh, in starts. I think if Merrill had, you know, walked, walked a guy in, in that sixth inning or, you know, maybe walked two out of three or something like that, I think there, Tori Lovello might have a little bit of a faster hook in, in some of those situations with him moving forward. But fortunately that didn't happen on Friday and, and Merrill had one of his best starts of the year. The Arizona Diamondbacks, Jesse are three games above 500. And of course, before we go on, you know what that means. Damon, can we do the thing? It means purple hair, Derek. Hey, 
You know that's my favorite thing in the world. That kind of looked like I thought, the, I thought you like were talking Rocky about uh, it does. It does kind of look like the Rocky Mountain. I thought you were talking yeah. about Purple Hair Derek, but yes. Yeah, no, we not all know Purple Hair Derek's thing. coming. You don't have to keep talking about it and rubbing my face <laughs> and the stupid decisions that I make in the past. Uh, Diamondbacks do end the month, though. Three games above 500, which, Jesse, let's be, <laughs> let's be honest. Three games above 500 at the end of April. If you would have told Jesse and Derek that, uh in in september or uh, not september excuse me february uh how how much would we have laughed at ourselves very much yeah it it's just weird though because like on one hand if you had told me 16 and 13 i would have been like wow that is that is impressive considering the schedule that they have in april like everything must be going right if they're 16 and 13 but that is not at all the case derek like this right. team has problems right i mean a lot of problems the, yeah. the stat that we pulled earlier Starters not named Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly have an ERA over seven in 17 starts this year. That's a pretty big problem. Uh, but yeah, the team has found ways to, to win games that maybe they didn't have any business winning. We especially saw that early in the season and they've hit with runners in scoring position. They've, they've done enough things right to be able to make up for some of those flaws. And again, this is kind of the, the, the discussion we've been having about the way that they find ways to still win, despite the fact that they're not perfect, that they're not running on all cylinders right now, but are they solvable problems? Are these things that the diamondbacks could figure out and even find more success than going 16 and 13 in a difficult you know, month? Are, are they solvable problems? I, I, I would think hopefully, right. Uh, <laughs> I think well, I mean, like starting pitching is pretty big, right. And it's not like they need, it's not like they need five Zach gallons, even though everybody knows we're trying yeah. to grow, grow five Zach gallons in a laboratory. Everybody knows that we're attempting <laughs> that. Um, but uh, of course, you know, we talked about Zach Davies might be just a big boost to this team. And here yeah. in, a, in a couple of minutes, we are going to talk about Brandon fought some more because we can't, get enough of him and Tori said some very cryptic things today that leads us to believe that his debut might be eminent so that it's not to say that these aren't solvable problems because it feels like sure. the Diamondbacks still have assets they still have pieces they still have guys that can potentially perform and then even then at that point it feels like some of their other options that they've tried might work out in another you know way like we've talked about with Dre Jameson potentially returning to the bullpen Right. Yeah. It's, that's absolutely a great point. You don't necessarily need, we don't need three. We don't need Tommy Henry, Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson all shoving in the starting rotation. I mean, that would be great, but you need one of them. yeah, you, exactly. You kind of need one of them. It's just that you can't have all of them really struggle. And that's exactly what's, what's happened so far. Uh, you mentioned Zach Davies earlier. Suddenly, Zach, having Zach Davies seems like a pretty big asset for this God, team, yeah. right? A guy, a guy that were... we were happy to let walk during the offseason, and now it's like, my God, Zach Davies, please come back and be what you were in like your first start of the season, you know? He's just he's just steady, right? He's a veteran, and I know his couple starts at the beginning of the year weren't great, but you kind of know what you're going to get over the course of a full season with Zach Davies, whereas – with Dre Jamison, with Ryan Nelson, you might get a number two starter, and you also might get a guy who's not even a major league caliber starting pitcher, right? Um, there's just so much volatility there, whereas with a guy like Zach Davies, you just plug him in, and he's not going to be great. You know, he's he's you know maybe going to get outperformed by the opposing starter more often than not, but he's going to keep you in games in a way that a lot of the D-back starters have not been able to do so far. 
if you need to watch the Arizona Diamondbacks, and if you didn't have an, an opportunity to watch them, uh, you'll have to check out Fubo TV. Uh, Fubo TV right now has 140 live uh, channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. It basically figures out a lot of the problems for you to watch TV from wherever you want to watch it. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle, no nothing. Just uh, a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra char- charge and watching whatever events you want to watch uh, that you can't currently get if you've cut the cord. Uh, you can watch the Suns playoff run on ABC or ESPN. You can watch the NFL draft, uh, of course, still going on probably rounds 9, 10, 11. I think the NFL draft goes on for two and a half months. I'm not sure. Not a big they NFL they draft. Don't have guy, 11, but... They don't have 11 rounds. Isn't it seven? They have seven rounds? It's a it's a joke, Jesse. But oh, anyway, oh. Uh, anyway, you can also <laughs> get to the NHL draft, which our guys from the Coyotes podcast will be at live in Nashville, and you can catch that on ESPN. But most importantly, watch your first place Arizona Diamondbacks on Valley Sports. Uh, with Fubo TV, use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. You can also go to the games, uh, join us at the next Arizona Diamondbacks game. Procrastinate, wait till the last minute and get your tickets over at Game Time. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for an absolute reason, and that is because if you want to be there, they got you. It doesn't matter. Concert shows, uh, events. All of them. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app now. Create an account. Use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account. Redeem PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Don't wait until the last minute to download the app. That's always a bad idea. I was at a fair and we were trying to pull up our tickets. Uh, on the website and there was absolutely no internet connection so sometimes that will happen to you don't wait till the last minute to get the app get the app now but wait till the last minute to get your tickets uh and of course procrastinating uh is the best thing to do always at all times uh and the diamondbacks are doing some procrastinating when it comes (laughs) to calling up our guy brandon fought jesse uh per tori lavallo per tori lavallo well well, hold on hold on let's take a look at the probables uh for this upcoming (laughs) Rangers that starts on Tuesday. Uh, Damon, let's throw the probables up there. Uh, Jesse, is it this? Or is it this, Jesse? Is it this? Is it this, Jesse? <laughs> is it this? We don't know because Tori Lavolo said something very cryptic to you, and I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm probably only going to get one hour of sleep tonight, like Dominic Fletcher did, because of what he said to you. Yeah, before the game, Tori Lavolo said, I asked him. Do you have any starters for that Rangers series? He was not able to tell us anything before the game on Friday. He said to wait till, you know, the end of the series to the last day of the series. So, so we did. Uh, he said, Zach Gallon is starting on Tuesday. And he said, Wednesday is TBA. And TBA? TBA. TBA. Uh, TBA. Yep. Tom, to be announced. Tom B. Anderson. No, no, that's his, to be uh, announced, Jesse. That's what they mean when they say that. Why would it be to be TBA? Wouldn't that be Merrill Kelly? Put the probables back up there. Wouldn't that be Merrill Kelly's start? According to the probables, it would look like this. This is what it's supposed to look like. Merrill Kelly starts after Zach Gallon. That's the way it works. That's the way the rotation works. What does TBA mean, Jesse? Yeah, so with a four-man rotation, yes, Merrill Kelly would would line up for that start. But I think the writing's on the wall, Derek. I think Brandon Fodd is making his big league debut on Wednesday. There is no reason for Tori Lovello to come out and be willing to give his starter on Tuesday. Um, it, he could have maybe said, we have a start. We have 
we have gallon on Tuesday, but we don't have anything later in the week. Or he could have just said, you know, we don't have anything at all at this point. There were other answers he could have given that w- Did would have made it you? less obvious. Did he wink? There was there was no, no winking that no happened wink. that I that I remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, if if it was Merrill Kelly, which is the way it lines up with their four man rotation, I, you got to feel like Tory would have come out and, and been able to say that. Why, why um, wouldn't he have said it? Yeah, like I don't feel like TBA. Is something you do when, unless there's some decision, yeah. Like maybe, maybe it ends up being Merrill Kelly, but it doesn't mean that a decision isn't being mulled over. Now, I have to ask, did you do your math like you've been doing and see if that start would, in fact, line up with a Brandon Fott start? It does, yeah. It's it's two extra days of rest, so it's six days rest total, which is why it's not like maybe so obvious. Like not you a said, slam dunk. It yeah. is TBA. They could still go to Merrill Kelly. I don't want to say it's, it's official or anything, uh, but yeah, it would be six days rest, which, you know, down in AAA, you have one off day every single week. So pitchers are pretty used to going on five days and, you know, sure. adding one extra day in there, I, I don't think is, is a huge obstacle. You wouldn't want to go on seven days rest, but I think six is fine. So I, I do expect Brandon fought to make his big league debut on Wednesday Although nothing is official right now, but I think it's I think it's pretty clear that's where things are headed. I have the bat ready, Jesse. So if you if you say the word, when you say the word, this chair is gonna get it. <laughs> You're gonna um, hate me so much if that's if that, so many people are gonna hate me so much. Uh, you better not be wrong about this one, big brain. Anyway. There are things there are things that I will that I will say on the show that I will not tweet because I know if you if you put something like that out into the world in writing. You know, even if it would be said in kind of a speculative manner, which of course is how I would have to word it, it's just not worth it, Derek, because you're you're just, you're putting yourself <laughs> in position for everyone, absolutely everyone, to hate you. Yeah. Here, I feel like I, I can get away with a little Look. bit more, uh, but I I think it's pretty I think it's pretty clear. We talked about a sweep before today's game, and because they lost, people wanted to come come for us, Jesse. You know that that happened. <laughs> so uh, we cursed the team. It's all our fault. We did it. It's because of us, and it's not because of. Ryan Nelson's terrible pitching. But anyway, uh, where are we going to be the rest of this week? Well, Jesse comes back uh, very soon. He needs to get back very quickly. Uh, And this is where you can find us, of course. Uh, We are going to be back on our normal mailbag Monday episode. Do you have that schedule, Damon? Can we put the schedule up? Uh, Get us on Monday for our normal mailbag Monday episode. Uh, We got two post-game episodes back-to-back. On Thursday, we will be back uh, with another off-day episode. Again, no idea what to do with our hands. Uh, and then Sunday, we will have our post-series, Washington versus the D-backs. So uh, we will be there at that series. If you're going to go watch the Nationals come to town, make sure to tweet to us, say hi, say what's up. Uh, we will be happy to do so. Uh, I will make sure that we get Jesse out of the press box once again. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> uh, we have a very, very exciting debut to look forward to. Hopefully, we have some more concrete news on that by tomorrow at 1 p.m but make sure that you send us your mailbag monday questions as always and we will get you your answers uh you can follow us on twitter uh but in the meantime first thing you got to do is go to our friends at circle k fuel up for that game fuel up on your way to that game uh make sure you check out your local circle k for the best coffee beer snack selection and premium gas and let me i just need to speak in defense of circle k snacks circle k snacks Circle K branded snacks might be the best snacks in their entire store. Now, you can argue with me on this. Uh, you might be able to refute, re, find a find a one off here or there. But I will say, after eating their snacks uh, quite a bit because they've sent them to our office, 
I, I want to say that Circle K snacks are elite. Circle K branded snacks. And of course, because you're at a Circle K, you see their branded snacks, you just walk past them and you think, nah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for the more expensive uh, name brand stuff. No need. Buy the Circle K snacks. They're incredible. They're hot chips, hotter than any hot chips that you can probably find on their same rack. So make sure to give them a try. Uh, of course, they also have 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. They have the energy drinks that fuel me. Uh, Red Bull's three for $8. Monster's three for $6. And of course, make sure you're not make, missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Also, while you're there, grab some Four Peaks beer. That's a great place to get Four Peaks beer. Uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company, one of the best local beer. Uh, wait, did I say one of? Forget that. The best local craft brewery here in the Valley. You can follow them on social. Uh, they're at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. They make a wide variety of delicious beers that you can grab wherever you get your beers, wherever grocery store you shop at, or of course at Circle K. Make sure to pick them up uh, and check out their A Street Pub. We just had our NFL draft party there. It was an absolute blast. Uh, people were very much enjoying the chicken tendies, and of course they were because we wouldn't lie to you about this stuff. Their chicken tendies, absolutely elite. Uh, first round. First round draft pick, the the Four Peaks Chicken Tendies. Uh, you can check out their 8th Street Brewery, uh, get their brewery tours. Ask about the ghosts. Do us a favor. Find out if the ghosts are D-backs fans because we still don't know that. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, check out my favorite beer, which is the Wow Wheat. Uh, you get all wonderful variety of beers, anything you enjoy to sip on over at the 8th Street Pub. And they'll let you try all of them. So go there, sample, find, find maybe find your new favorite beer, and then pick it up wherever you get your beers at uh, close to your home. But uh, in the meantime, Jesse, did you drink enough water? I know we're talking about beers here, but I just want to make sure you did you eat? Did you take care of yourself? I did. Eat. I'm, I'm going to scream um, at Patrick Lyons if he did not take care of you while you were there. Yeah, I, I feel like my diet was pretty decent while I was here. Um, okay. I, I have heard apparently the elevation really, really affects certain people. I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus by name. There was a particular Susie. member of the D-backs broadcast crew. Oh. And not Susie. She, oh. Susie's used to it, right? Susie, yeah. Susie's okay Susie's with the elevation to all, at this point. Susie's, Susie's immune to all outside uh, elements. She's just uh, a mutant at this point. But there, anyway, there were right. there were some members of the of the D-backs broadcast crew here in Colorado who who mm. sounded as if they were at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, mm. they said they couldn't sleep. They couldn't, um, you know, they they basically were were non functional human beings for the for three whole days. It's, I'm not mentioning any names. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mentioning any names. But yeah, apparently the elevation really does affect some people, which got me a little concerned. I was like, man, maybe I'm not drinking enough water. But so far, <laughs> so far, so good. I'm, I'm oh, uh, hanging in there. Well, your time's done. Get the hell off the road. Come back home. We got shows to do. All right. There's work to be done. There's donuts to be made. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Jesse and make sure. Uh, make sure he gets home safe. Uh, he's at Jesse and Friedman. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K for a very good reason. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D backs. I mean, I don't mean to leave him out, but since I don't see him because we're not in studio, I forget him. But Damon dog, our producer is at Damon dog. That's D a W G at the end. And you have to, when you follow him, you gotta give a little woof. Uh, but of course all roads lead to at PHNX underscore D, uh, sports underscore sports uh on twitter instagram and facebook uh i might have a problem with the altitude right now because i keep forgetting words to say but uh who knows whatever uh jesse hurry up and get back here i can't do this show 
uh, alone without you anymore. I'm just locked up in my house waiting for you to come back. So uh, get your ass back here. We thank you guys for being here. We love you. We always appreciate you. Whether the Diamondbacks win by 10 or lose by 10, we, we will be here uh, to talk about it with you. None of, uh, none of these games were remotely close. They, all, all of these were like, just absurd. They, were, they were good games. They were also kind of boring, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like the sixth inning. It was pretty clear. I guess the pretty- first, Friday's game, still one to one after six innings. That one uh, only tipped in the D backs' favor late. But outside of yeah. that, these were three yeah. complete blowout baseball games. Well, we appreciate your time here, you guys. Again, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when the games are actually close.